everyone welcome back to another episode of don't fuck with witches today we have valeria aka also known as my claire oceans um yeah thank you so much for finally coming i'm really happy that we could meet up and talk about witchcraft together thank you for inviting me <laughs> of course uh so tell us a little bit about you kind of just went over it with me off yes off the record <laughs> but what do you do you do everything i do i'm I'm doing yes so I'm <laughs> trying to focus is a funny word because I'm kind of all over the place but I am an artist mm-hmm. struggled saying that for some time but I am an artist you are an artist I'm an artist I'm a content creator and a social media manager mm-hmm. and I think the through line between all three of these is to be able to connect people to either themselves or to other people so kind of being the connector in between so as a social media manager I connect therapists to their ideal clients Mm -hmm. so obviously not everybody connects with their first therapist they meet I'm not sure if you're in therapy or just meeting people but it took me a while to like find my therapist and so yeah some people kind of want to put yourself out there and you'll find you'll you'll find your audience type of thing nice and same for art that's so awesome to hear about that therapy thing too because I don't know where to start and I don't I really want to connect it with the person that I'm sharing my entire life with yeah so and especially being like a very spiritual person as yourself kind of just with working with your intuition and putting two and two together Mm -hmm. interesting yeah i actually found so my therapist is actually really witchy witchily inclined one may say really and so yeah i actually found her through my uh partner so Mm -hmm. he's a counselor and so they know each other through there and it's like oh i think you would be a great fit but otherwise i hear a lot of people struggle finding Mm. a counselor and it's like, well, psychology today is a directory that everyone can find in many countries, but it's for some reason like a best kept secret. I don't know why. Yeah. So I'm going to like promote it more and more, but I yeah. think everyone should have someone they, they can talk to about someone who's educated in this. Like yes. that's what they studied for. Yeah. But yeah, cause like your mental game, man, like your mindset is like everything, everything bleeds <laughs> into that. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. I've been struggling with that a lot lately. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Today um, was one of those days where I was just laying there for a long time. And I was like, doing nothing is okay. Doing, like, yes. my, oh my, mind, gosh. my mindset was so negative that, like, I wasn't accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. And then seasonal depression's coming through, you know? But yeah. I was like, doing nothing is okay. Do And I just, like, I couldn't fall asleep because my mind was racing. Oh my but 40-minute nap, I was like, doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> and the affirmations are really so, key. Yeah. Affirmations are key. Okay. We've been, we've been so tricked into like productivity and like mm. like driving it home. Girl boss. Yeah. Like all that <laughs> stuff. And so I actually saw a, a post from Ruby Color. I'm not sure if you know who she is. She's mm-hmm. an awesome poet. And it was literally about productivity anxiety. And we were just like, we're just like, it's just drilled into us. We got to produce, make, make, make. <sighs> and the part of creating, like you have personally me mm-hmm. you have to be in that mindset going back to the counselor <laughs> you got to be in the mindset of creating if you're constantly drained you're just going to do shit work and you don't want to have you know 100% like you can't be in a state of anxiety and, and bloom some beautiful piece of art like you have to be in that flow state mm-hmm. so um, yeah taking Letting, those days off is really crucial to them yeah. boom yeah. you're it's all like, fresh the next day it's like you said, like, like you couldn't fall asleep because your mind was going, going, going. Like almost, I equate it to being on a treadmill. Okay. And like, you're going to eventually trip and fall. Like when you, cause you, if you can't, you can't just stop the treadmill abruptly. You have mm. to slow down 
slow down and slow down or right. else you'll just like literally fall off yeah um and so kind of like your mind your mind doesn't all of a sudden stop just know how to like stop you have to slow it down and it like you have to decompress breathe yeah you've got to breathe <laughs> decompress whatever that is for you mm-hmm. um just trying to like remember something i think it just like left my brain but it's okay <laughs> it's but like okay. slowly because i remember being in a state of um yeah being in a treadmill i used to work in a place where it was like the stimulus was like constant i had radio i dreamt of radio sounds going off because i was so i was in an airline yeah for like or many airlines for 12 years and it, it was it was like productivity push to the max yeah. So it was it was just a lot to come home. Mm-hmm. And I remember in this training, because the guy who was training me, I was the youngest there, and the guy who was training me, he's like, I've been here for a while. You're going to go home, and you're going to have to, like, either open a bi- bottle of wine or, like, an hour to decompress. Yeah. Because you've just... <laughs> I'll take the wine. <laughs> yeah, right? Some people are like, I'll take the wine. I'm like, ah. I, like, imagine a wine, a, a, like, wine every night. I don't know. I don't want to do that. It's 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 yeah. not the best habit to get into to decompress. Yeah, yeah. but to decompress because you just did something. What I don't think it's normal for the human body to have to do. I was in like five conversations in the span of like a minute and a half, mm-hmm. whilst looking at four computer screens while monitoring seventeen flights on Holy. the go. And then I was actually really good at it. Like I yeah. would say, but that was an unsustainable way to do it because mm-hmm. um, your body is a body that needs things. You need to give it what it needs. Absolutely. So I was not doing that. I was um, on like crazy shifts, like 7 a.m., oh, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, and then it would be like a week straight and then two days off. And then we'll switch to like night shifts. And then we'll switch to morning shifts. So your body yeah, never gets... Yeah, those shifts are insane. Yeah. When did you get out of that? I got the COVID time. The COVID the time. The COVID time. I pandemic. remember you telling me about yes. this. Yeah. The COVID times. The COVID times. And then that's when a period in our lifetime where the world literally said, okay, it's time to stop and yeah. decompress. And yeah. the whole world needs to sit down. Okay. And we'll get the time out. And I've heard a lot of stories where people have come like come out of it with a whole new mindset again. And so that's when you started doing more art and social media marketing and all that. And yeah. Well, I started with... The art was a way for me to process everything because mm-hmm. um, it was a time of slowing down. Everyone had slowed down. I think everyone, and I, f- I feel this to my core, and I had this conversation with my father where I feel like everyone was kind of going on this like crazy productivity train where like pumping out something new every like day instead mm-hmm. of every week. Mm-hmm. And the world just couldn't keep up to where our health just collapsed on itself. Exactly. And I felt that for myself. Like I've, I've gone, I've mentioned this in some, some of my lives where, um, my health, because of the stress that I was going to uh, under, I've been taken to the hospital about maybe four times in an ambulance. I had PCOS. So like my, um, like an ovarian cyst had ruptured. And so I just like passed out, fainted. I had what people thought or the doctors thought was like about to have a heart attack like my my jaw went numb and then it had like a a chest pain but women um process pain differently Mm -hmm. for like a heart attack like we have a higher pain tolerance in in comparison so i'm like oh this is weird i'm just gonna go to the walk-in clinic and see (laughs) my heart hurts yeah like my like i just like my chest it just felt like an elephant was on my chest and then i'm like huh 
I'm gonna have breakfast first, and then I'm gonna go to the walk-in <laughs> clinic because I'm like, I, I need my coffee first. Yeah, I need something. I, I, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, just put this under your tongue. This is an aspirin. We'll just mm-hmm. be right back. Somebody call an ambulance, like outside, and they weren't no. really, they weren't really smooth about it. They tried to be, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And so we're like, "Yeah, we don't have, because we're a walking clinic. We don't have the tools to be able to assess um, uh, what my, I think he just avoid the word heart attack, but he was tiptoeing around it." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, like this guy thinks, oh, okay." okay. So um, the ambulance came and they like connected me, which made it that much more real. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck, like something's happening. And I have to listen. My body's telling me something. Yeah. I have to listen. And, um, I think, I think right after that, shortly after that, that's when the pandemic started. And then I was like, okay, something. You said you were an artist as well. Yes. Want to talk about that? Yes. So <laughs> pandemic hit. And it's funny to hear like the timeline from other people's perspective, like what's mm-hmm. happening everyone went through it um so we heard about covid on the news whilst working i'm like oh that's cool like we have i have several screens in front of me and i'm like oh okay well that's not gonna like it's not coming here and then you like the screen gets more and more covered in like the dots you're like oh okay and then all of a sudden yeah i remember the day they called us because it was the day before uh april fools because i'm like this is like the worst joke ever it's like yep so you're not coming to work you're on furlough and explain what the word furlough means. I'm like, am I fired or am I, like, what's what happening? What does furlough mean? So that means you're off duty until like you're kind of on layoff. Oh, okay. You're off duty, um, but mm-hmm. you'll be eventually called back. So okay. you're kind of in this limbo stage, where I'm like, okay, it's not gonna last that long. We'll see. I don't know, but I was kind of happy mm-hmm. because I get a break. Like I can't go to work, so I get a break. Like I'm like, oh, okay. And then because I was used to like being productive, like on a constant basis. Yeah. I was what? Like, what? Sorry. What astrological sign are you? Uh, a Gemini. Okay. Nice. Does that make sense? You're giving Capric- <laughs> You're giving lots of Capricorn energy too. Really? I want to look up your chart. Oh man, I'm I'm sure it was really interesting. Someone had seen it and I was like, oh, okay. like what is that reaction? Gemini, yes, fuck yeah. yeah. So like I'm on the cusp. I don't know if that makes a difference, but yeah. So I'm Gemini. Um, that's my sun sign, and then. We'll, we'll look up either well, yes. side. We'll, we'll go for that. But yeah, so got home. All right, we got loads of time. I had just moved out by myself. So like no roommate, no nothing like on my own. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right, being a strong, independent woman. Now I'm by myself. And so I felt like the universe was like, oh, you want to be by yourself? All right, you're going to be by yourself. <laughs> and I have all this time to think about, about your, your entire life. life. And I was like, oh, okay. So art like I'm a creative person. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being creative in some capacity. And that was the time. That was a time to like let it all out. And I think and speak because I just had an art show, mm-hmm. by the way. Um <laughs> I spoke to other artists and they all kind of have that similar not all of them, but like a way to process their emotions was through art. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the best with words. Oh, sorry, let me change that. I wasn't the best with words, <laughs> with communicating my feelings, understanding them. I'm good with thought form or thought shapes and like, and like colors and like, okay. And color correspondences and all that. So what I did was I did this really low risk form of art journaling, Mm -hmm. which is I get whatever journal. And then instead of writing out my day or writing out my thoughts, I'm just kind of like paint my feelings. And so, yeah. And so like literally every page was filled. It, It could be like a junk journal. Some people do that. Um, but it was like a really low risk way of me getting it out there and getting back into it. And I created a little studio in my home, which is just like a, 
a storage unit. Like every apartment has a little storage unit, teeny tiny. I turned that into like my art studio. And so, yeah, it was a lovely time. I got to process some things I wasn't able to process before because I was just in survival mode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, now we have time. Um, To go deep. Yeah, to go deep. And so I unintentionally, long story short, I unintentionally created an Oracle deck Love it. I was only meant to, like, that was only meant for me. Because, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to read cards, but... Did you read at the time? Like, did you dabble in Oracle or Tarot so, at the time? So I was learning about uh, Tarot through okay. some people. Um, but then also, like, creating it for myself. Like, people have certain so meanings. So powerful, dude. Yes. Whoa. So every week I had created a card. And every card had a meaning to me. Mm-hmm. So, like... For example, I'm like, okay, well, what does letting go mean? Like, these are life lessons that you learned throughout mm-hmm. your life. And I'm like, I just want to solidify this way of learning in, like, an artistic form. You know, some people take notes, and that's mm-hmm. cool. Like, I need to visually see it. I'm a very visual person. I think sometimes, even for me, my thoughts move faster than I can form a sentence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that's really cool to hear that, like, you did, like, a, it started off with, these like emotions that was a painting and then it turned into an oracle deck and it's yeah. just how how do you portray this one feeling because you've obviously went over that feeling that's really interesting yeah. I like that yeah and it was it was fun it was really fun mm-hmm. um I didn't intend to show it to anybody mm-hmm. so it was a very personal thing mm-hmm. um but then I eventually got to like 70 something cards and and when I say cards like guys this wasn't nothing fancy I mm-hmm. I drink a lot of tea at home and so you know those tea cartons and like yeah. they're all the same size because I went I went through so many tea boxes I'm like I need to recycle this why don't I paint on this no way and so that's what I that's what I use I still have them to this day I've got the OG cards the OG, the OG cards. cards essentially are like I painted blue on one side and the other side was like the actual um mm-hmm. the images mm-hmm. and I didn't put names on them because I wanted people well me but eventually other people, other people. I, I read for I want I kind of wanted it to be like the inkblot test where I'm like okay what do you see here and so yeah. it's yeah it's more reflective of your state of mind and so when you read have a question in your head and then we'll pull some cards and we'll see we'll see what what's the overall feeling that you yeah. get from these cards or like people start to build a story based on like card one two three like yeah, people yeah, yeah. I've seen people kind of take the card and make like a little circle they do different spreads kind of the way their mind works mm-hmm. And people are very different in that way. And so I get to see how, how it works in life. That's the coolest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. How long did it take for you to complete your first deck? And then what was the process like making it like a public thing? Like how did that gateway happen? So deck was made in the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it took like a card per week. I made a card every week. And I had moved official. So I was in Toronto. So I had moved officially, um, twenty twenty one, like January February. So I was also going back and forth. Um, I know twenty twenty one. I started to like, hey, like, what would it take to actually make this like a real deck that could be sold? Because a lot of I was using it with people around me, like my close friends and family, and they're like, oh, I really like this process. Like it's been mm-hmm. very helpful it got a lot of people to talk about their feelings. Like, I think the process that I use is asking questions and then extrapolating, like, based on what I hear them say, there's repeating themes. I'm like, okay, I feel like you have a lot of, like, fear around X, Y, Z. 
based mm-hmm. on what I'm hearing. Yeah. Let's pull another card and see what happens. And it was like a nice way of like kind of like talk therapy yeah, at the yeah. same time based on like what they see. And it's all like this. This is all coming from them. I'm not like trying to put my views onto totally. like their 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 card. Because well, the the cards are like I always like to think of it as a it's a mirror. Yeah. When you see when you see a card, it's you already know what the what you're thinking about mm-hmm. what the answer to your question is, but it helps you see it better, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and cool. also talking and saying it aloud really brings some transformation to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, uh, Wendy was doing her, like, on stage channeling, and I actually, like, oh, yeah. all, I was singled out, and I was like, I need to say this aloud, and saying it aloud, uh, whatever the message was, I was like, oh, yeah, I really needed to say it. Solidifying it, right? It makes it real. Mm-hmm. It makes it real. Writing it down, yeah. to whatever which way you go about. Nice. And so, like, tarot card and all the witchcraft before all of this, what was it like? Like, how did it come about in your lifetime? Like, stepping out of the broom closet kind of thing. In my lifetime. Um, I feel like... Did you grow up with witchcraft, or did you hear much about it? Or... Yeah, yeah, to some extent. There's, like, spirituality. We wouldn't call it witchcraft, but, mm-hmm. like, we kind of know. It, it is. It is what it is. So my family so my mother's mexican and my father's venezuelan mm-hmm. and when we were younger we would spend a lot of time in venezuela that's what the majority of where my dad's family is and so my uncle would be very spiritual like he could see dead people like like Whoa. just talking to you on the couch like this like he that he would be that like in tuned with the other side he's very shamanic and he would be the guy that would come and clean houses and like cleanse mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and so it's like it's it's very there. Um, I know my brother and myself have had experiences like we're a little more sensitive to that. I know my I talk to him now like he he gets scared of that. Like mm-hmm. people think like it's really cool and this and that. It's like no like if you're a kid and you always see like crazy things, you're like what the hell is this? You don't know. It's kind yeah, of yeah, it is. It is kind of traumatic. <laughs> I had I think my first um, out of body experience at like fourteen, fifteen, and I was like what the fuck? Because you see yourself and you're like did I just die? Yeah. I just died. What's happening? Oh my god. So we kind of been in that world since like childhood, since mm-hmm. like I remember the first memory was like four years old, mm. and um, I think what was it? We were at the beach house, the house on the beach, mm-hmm. and um, I had a I had a nightmare. I woke up and then someone hit me in the head, and like because it was dark, I can't see who hit me in the head, but I was crying like I was a four year old crying baby. Yeah, my dad got up and then my uncle got up because everyone kind of slept in this like uh, guest house situation. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, the door, like, swung open, and then the lights started flickering. It's like a poltergeist situation. I'm just like, what is happening? I'm four. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. I know is that I got hit. In the head. And then um, that's as far as I remember. Because after that, I don't know what happened. From what they tell me, my um, uncle had recommended to, like, get the kids to the, the house in the mountains. Because like, mm-hmm. they had to, like, do a little bit of research as to what's happening. So they got, it sounds like a beginning of a joke, but they got a priest. Um, my uncle, the shamanic man, and then like a witch doctor to come and cleanse mm-hmm. the house. And so they eventually found like some uh, stuff buried under the house that they had to take oh. care of. So yeah, so it was, it got real, real fast. Um, wow. But that was my first um, introduction into this world. I remember as a kid having that same trio, like my mom is like super orthodox, but also very witchy. So she would have like her reader, a priest, and then some other... I remember it was a weird trio. What are these people doing? Sounds like a beginning of a joke. Yeah. (laughs) It was was crazy. Um, 
from what I do remember, the, mm-hmm. again, a lot of other experiences, but to answer your question about coming out of mm-hmm. the broom closet, I think I was more interested in it as I was like 12, 13. You, you know, go to Barnes and Noble and then like you hear all these things and, and you're like, hmm, well, maybe you should find some research. And you hear a lot about like Wicca, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. Like it's the first thing people kind of get into when they're like in curious the about world, it. Yeah. yeah. In the Western world. Um, but it's not like, I don't see myself in it mm-hmm. because like I, where I'm from, that's not like, that's, we're not yeah. that, we're not that, um, how do I explain it? Well, there's different branches and of witchcraft. Wicca is a very, uh, I don't know English thing. Yeah, it's a very English thing. It's from like it's what you picture in like the old like Celtic, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which is cool. Like, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's not like any one is better than the other, but um, I definitely think that Wicca, witchcraft, all that has definitely been taken to the Western world too. To you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been pretty prevalent, and now it's like I think people have even the playing field with being a little more vocal about their other practices mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so they're like oh i see myself like it's it's not just the greek pantheon it's not just yeah. the roman catholic it's not the roman pantheon it's like there's a bunch of other like just look into your own culture your own heritage exactly. and like you you will find it and so um that's kind of what i was doing doing research on I'm like where, like where, where are my people from, and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and we, we've moved a lot. Uh, I told you my grandfather's from here. Mm-hmm. My father's Venezuelan. My mom's Mexican, um, and going into the Mexican side, there has been um, like we're also part Indigenous Nahuatl, which mm-hmm. is a language that is still spoken to this day. Cool, but is essentially um, just like a, a group of people that live in a certain area, and so I went back into like the Mayan times, mm-hmm. and then going into that. Um, I'm like, I'm not really sure because we are not really taught about this. We're kind of, especially Mexicans um, specifically, there is a high percentage of us that are mixed with that, but we're very ashamed to own that we're part indigenous. Um, it's kind of been drilled like into us to kind of hate ourselves. Mm. And I want to undo that. Um, so going into that, like really understanding where my heritage comes from, our practices, like we honored gods really cool ass gods mm-hmm. and like were in sync with nature and its cycles like i learned about the mayan calendar yeah i learned about the aztec calendar which yeah. is very different and um that's the and, first thing that popped into my head yeah. the, the cyclical like um spirituality that the the mayans and the aztecs had as well you know like i mean all over but interesting yeah they're very very in tune with in that region where they lived how like it's they were that's dependent on their survival right mm-hmm. and so that was so interesting to learn the histories. So you get a history lesson, you get like a little spiritual lesson and, um, and you get to know a little piece yeah. of yourself too. Yeah. You're made up seen. of all this, right? So yeah, it was really lovely. And also learning about the, you know, the brujas that she which is like a practice that is done in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So there's bruja basically is the Spanish way of saying like witches, witches yeah, but brujeria. like there's a lot of connotation behind brujas and like brujeria because there is a lot of, the 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 Spaniards came and they brought their Catholic Catholicism with them and so there's a lot of shame with um or like fear around the term brujeria mm-hmm. the term witchcraft and it's often um associated with like battle magic when it comes to like put, placing curses on each other people hire people to place curses on each other I feel like in every part of the world they have that yeah but um there's also the healers they yeah. were 
especially when you are in a small town where you don't have access to a lot of things, mm-hmm. they're, the healers are the ones that kind of do everything. They have to know how to cleanse your soul, cleanse your body, like, you know, how to heal, yeah, the teas and the tinctures and all that Mm -hmm, stuff, so mm -hmm. all of that is kind of intertwined when you, like, look into that, and especially in that part of the world, there was, um, I think it was the first introduction to, like, uh, medicinal mushrooms, magic mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms was through Mexican women, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that, like, she got the credit for that, but there's a a lot of people are into that right now, and it's like it's nice to yeah. A lot, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it was. It started in Mexico. I would love to learn more about that. That's yeah. awesome. I can definitely. There's a like books or yeah. Books I have, I have books. I will. I will refer back to them. I can't remember right now. Right now, um, there's a cool anime that like makes a homage to that. Is uh, Seis Manos, okay. which is like <laughs> it's a sick anime, but it's like a Mexican anime that it means six hands. Yeah, it makes okay. six hands. So it's kind of like, there's like a, there's Kung Fu in it. There's like Chinese culture in it, but there's also Mexican culture. And then they really talk about like the trips on like mushrooms in it. That's actually so, so cool. Yeah, it's such a cool, I love such a cool person. So we'll, yeah, we'll it's that. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So. Shout out Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so learning about all that was really cool. Um, I also learned about like all the other cultures in Latin America because we're just an infusion of like so many people. There was the indigenous people, the Spaniards that came, and they brought their traditions. And there's also, um, they had brought in, especially in the Caribbean side, like the slaves that were brought in against mm-hmm. their will. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also brought in their, their culture. So mm-hmm. especially the Yoruba tradition from certain parts of Africa, I believe like Benin and uh, I can't remember the other countries. But in that part of West Africa, they had brought... Um, the Yoruba tradition about the Orishas. Mm. So the Orishas are, again, like the embodiment of uh, nature spirits, like the water, the ocean goddess, and this and that. I've painted that. Um, And what else? Yeah, so there's just such a mix, such an array of people that live in Latin America that I just kind of like want to celebrate that through my art. Um, And so I tried to explain all that in a very short amount of time during the art show it's really hard to do because mm. uh, it's also kind of giving like a history lesson exactly I was, like, I was like this is awesome i'm getting my own history lesson right now yeah well, you guys are too but <laughs> yeah 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 and it's uh it's just so eye-opening it's not just like the one way it's not just wicca there's like so many other practices there's hoodoo there's voodoo there's mm-hmm. there's like you mentioned and there's you know find out what is inside of you like your heritage and it's like it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I feel seen. I feel like I really feel like say this. Too, I feel yeah. like my ancestors are with me when they like, when they're like, see, we've been here the whole time. It's yeah. having like a whole spiritual team with mm-hmm. you. Like, we've been here the whole time. It's really cool. Like, I don't know if you would agree on this, but I personally, I think that our generation is living right now mm-hmm. um, are the ones breaking like you're the ones like i want to go back and change that shame that we had Mm -hmm. like i want to work through that because now my ancestors were surviving now Mm -hmm. i'm here to actually live because i can talk about this freely and not get killed or executed or (laughs) executed yeah Yeah. and like that's the whole point of this podcast too is to let the listeners know being like okay well it's not just those those astrology memes that you see on Instagram all the time, that's not just witchcraft or spirituality. Like, there's so many different ways about it. And if you just dig deep into, like... It doesn't matter, like, if you want to dig deep into where you're from or something that does interest you without appropriating it or disrespecting it, obviously. 
um, doing your research is a, I think it's just a, a lot what witchcraft is about to me. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft as like an umbrella term. Like, okay, I get to learn what this crystal does to my body. I get to do, I get to learn what this herb does to my body how I react to it and it's just a lot of learning and I yeah. think that's so exciting yeah if, <laughs> I was you're, like, what? if you're like a lifelong learner this is like this is oh, my yeah. jam if you're not I mean it's there's no that's not it's not the business self-awareness is key I find and I've always been into it since a little girl like I wanted to know more but I've always wanted to like write down what's my favorite like thing like what's my personality like what's my favorite thing right now like, and I just, like, want to know more about myself. Mm-hmm. And witchcraft definitely helped me with that. And mm. going back onto, like, my mom's side of things and witchcraft, like, um, being a spiritual woman, but suppressing it a lot of the time because she wanted to live the... Moving to Canada and, like, the American dream. She's like, she can't be weird. We're already mm-hmm. weird enough. Gotta assimilate. <laughs> yeah, literally gotta assimilate. Yeah. Me, I'm lucky to have the privilege to be like, bah, no, mm-hmm. fuck all that. I'm gonna... Go back and learn and make sure that, like, my ancestors are behind my back watching me. Cool. Thank you for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it's, it's nice because they're, they're, they're there. They're present. Um, especially, you know, Day of the Dead coming up is kind of like, it's that time where the veil is thinnest. Spinning. And yeah. um, I do, like, a little, like, I redo our ancestor altar. We have an ancestor altar at home. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, like... Mexican thing where we have like the sugar skulls and we yeah. had we actually bake bread for as an offering mm-hmm. and it's called pan de muertos um so it means like bread that of the dead, dead. Yeah. and so like it's actually really fun to make you could like um you make the little bun uh-huh. and then you have like a cross where it symbolizes the bone and mm-hmm. then like a little like a little pop at the top which is supposed to be the skull okay and it's like the symbolistic of these are like the bones and and this is for them and it's actually the delicious part of it is that you have to grate orange um like the orange zest but you can't go too crazy or else it gets like really sour okay so you have to like the right amount it's actually quite labor intensive okay but it's done with love and it's for your loved ones and you can have like an offering yeah it's an it's like an actual offering Mm -hmm. and you usually take it to the um to like the cemeteries and then have like the nice little orange flower which i can't remember what it is but you put it on top and then like boom and you put honey what else do you put on it but honey, you can definitely like put your own spin on it, but it's it's a gift to whatever they they yeah. like to eat. You know, you put it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can and people do dumb suppers as well. So like the silent suppers, you have mm-hmm. a, a space for them. You pull up a chair. Like they're put not physically out. there. Yeah. I do that on out. I do that on Samain, like the thirty first. I usually spend with my cat Willow mm-hmm. by myself and like set out some plates to like the loved ones of the past year or like the ones that I like are past and offering I literally pour like glasses of wine for like five people at my table oh, and nice. it's just me and my cat yeah I love it <laughs> well it's like it. that's a good time because you're right the veil is thinning mm-hmm. I feel it I feel it bro like yeah it's coming up I've had crazy dreams of like oh, yeah. literally everyone who has passed away I'm like hey I'm like hey what's <laughs> happening hello it's like I've, I've had a lot of pets um when I was younger mm-hmm. and I just like all popped up and I'm like you know how dreams kind of don't make sense like cats are yeah. talking all of a sudden I'm like I know you're not supposed to be talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this is a dream. But yeah, it's actually really nice because it's like loved ones are coming mm-hmm. by and I'm like, oh, this is like you are supported. Like you don't feel so alone when you know that there's like a, a team behind you. Yeah. And like even if you can't physically see them. So it's always like a nice comforting thought to like you've got 
thousands of people behind you. They're literally connected to you by blood. Yeah. And even if it's not by blood, the people, and I'm sure there's people going to have a question of like, what if I'm adopted? The people that are in your life that mm-hmm. help raise you, that are mm-hmm. part of your life path, your life story. Yeah, yeah. It's, I consider those people ancestors as well. Like yeah. the So some people have like literally like four sets of ancestors, their mom and their dad birth and then like their adoptive mom and dad mm-hmm. and so you have that much more that much love. more exactly yeah <laughs> so it's beautiful oh yeah. nice and uh what was i gonna say like on top of that um you have spirit guides you have all these mm-hmm. things and when you're more self-aware or aware of your surroundings and you do these things to kind of feed them and offer them your love and your gratitude they'll start appearing more and more Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you had an exposure to the spirit world from a really young age. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, you go over that a little bit, or is there like another story that you can share? Um, let, I guess the, the, the one I had made a YouTube video about, and then I like took it down, because I'm like, I don't know if I want to share this. It's literally in the sweater. Um, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, it was... I was... 50, like I was a teenager, mm-hmm. like I just coming into my teenagehood, like not being a girl, but not being an adult, you're in that mm-hmm. in between. And I was, I, I remember being coming off of like a cold or something. So I was like feeling better, but still tired. And I went to bed and you're in that in between stage between being conscious and being like in the love dream that. world. Yeah. Love that so you're like in the alpha state and you're, I'm just looking, I'm fl- laying flat looking at my ceiling and then at one point the ceiling goes really dark like you're just like yeah i'm in the dark but like there's still some light and all of a sudden it goes really dark and i was like what's happening and all of a sudden it gets like darker shades of like dark Dark. blue like yeah it gets like darker 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 like i don't know how it can get that much more darker i'm like what is happening but i'm kind of letting it happen (laughs) because it's like I, i don't feel fear um like, I feel fear, but I didn't feel fear in that moment. And so I was like, well, okay, so let's kind of go with it. And you know how when you press on your eyes, you have, like, shapes that, like, kind of pop up? Yeah. That was happening with my eyes wide, wide open. open. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Let's see what's okay. Something's happening. And then they got bigger. Like, I focused in on those shapes, and they got really pronounced. And all of a sudden, I saw, like, galaxy. <laughs> Like stars and like it was beautiful. Like it was like I was like, wow, this is so nice. And then I looked down or turn like I turned to, I don't know. Like I felt like, like I was getting lighter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, and and I totally forgot to mention this that there was a sound associated with like the buzzing of bees, Mm -hmm. like a low buzzing of bees, like humming. Yeah, it was like like it was weird yeah it's hard to explain but it's the low buzzing of bees yeah yeah and then eventually i was like well what's happening like i kind of don't understand what's happening it's beautiful and then i turn at one point and i see myself which scared the shit out of me i was like what the fuck's happening am i dead (laughs) did i die did i just die yeah and so i was like because i got so shook um i I really tried to get back in my body, but I was struggling. Like I was like swimming in space like, to get to. You. <laughs> how do I? How do I explain it? It was like it was kind of like a, but like there was like a, like I got stuck halfway through or something, and it was weird. a struggle. Yeah, it was really weird. And 
I tried to scream and I tried to move, but because I wasn't actually physically in my body, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And that made me more scared. It made me like, oh my God, how do I get back? How do I get back? And so I eventually, I guess, yelled out, like eventually got back to my senses and my, I guess my mom or my brother heard and they like came on busting through the door because I yelled out a scream like I've never screamed in my life before. You're just floating on your bed. (laughs) Funny. Um, oh, actually, no. no. So you know how like you're, um, you're underwater and like your senses are like, like I couldn't hear them. Like they were oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, like and I haven't moved. Oh, can you hear me? And all of a sudden, sharp, crisp hearing. All of a sudden, my blurry vision got clear. All of a sudden, like my senses came like, back, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? And I'm like, you okay? You screamed. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even hear my own scream. I don't know what it was. Oh, my um, God. But I was, I was shook, and so I got up immediately, and I went to my dad, because he was more knowledgeable in this stuff, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, puppy, 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 this all happened, and I was, and I was explaining, and I was freaking out, and I was like, I was shaking, I was shook, and he was really calm, and like a really deep voice, because uh, he has a deep voice, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, this is, so you just left your body, um, that happened to me when I was younger and it's most likely going to happen to you again. Mm. So just understand the feelings. Basically not, they like, did not help whatsoever. It's like, it's like better it's going to, yeah, it's like, you're, yeah, it's going to happen a lot more often. I don't know why it happens, but mm. it's going to happen a lot more, especially in your teenagehood. And that is exactly what happened. I eventually did get used to it. Mm. Um, but what my fear was that something would like, whoop, like, come in there take without, its place yeah like have you seen the movie insidious yes yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly like my biggest fear i was like oh my gosh because lucid dreaming and like astral projection were things were like that i researched i really that reoccurring like lucid dreaming like having control and it, you can you can practice it's something you can practice but this the whole popping out of your body situation that's was, a new feeling that was a new feeling and it wasn't something that i was intentionally trying to do mm-hmm. so it was quite scary yeah but at a certain point, I mean, now in my life, I'm like, I'm 31 now. And I know the feeling usually throughout the day before that it, when it, it can just, happen. Yeah. And so just if I want that to happen, I can lean into it. And if I don't want it to happen, like, well, we'll just not happen. <laughs> so there's certain things that ground you. You have control over it. Yeah. Now. So I have a better idea. But That's awesome. Yeah. I I was like freaking out. I remember that was the day I was like, what? Oh, oh trippier. Sorry. So I told that to my dad. He's like, okay, it's going to happen. Don't worry. And then I still freaking out. I'm like, can you please sleep beside me tonight? Like, I'm just scared. I was scared. Yeah. So uh, I did what any teenager did. And was, please, daddy, can you sleep beside me? <laughs> so I woke up in the middle of the night. And then my dad was talking to this thing that was in the corner of my room. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what's happening? He's like, he was not even like talking talking he was like chanting he was um it was a prayer like in spanish we speak yeah. spanish at home and so it was, it was a prayer and all of a sudden i turned and i was terrified i'm like why did I even, <laughs> why did i even look it was like this like seven foot tall shadow thing in the corner and i thought if if it were just me i'm like yeah i'm crazy like but it, it was two people that saw yeah. the same thing so yeah. i'm like I can't be crazy. This thing is happening. And so I just like try to go back to sleep. Like, this is all a dream. Your dad, you protect me. It's all good. This is all a dream. Yeah. And so the next day he woke up and told me what had happened and what he had seen. And before that seven foot tall shadow, there was like a little, a little something that came in through the window 
tugged at him to try to like bother him to not go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but my dad is a big guy, like, and kind of shooted away. And then this thing happened. And so, and he also had a dream. And in his dream, he saw this girl that went to school with me. Um, the cousin of the girl who I didn't know yeah. that was involved in some not so nice related things, some mm-hmm. gang related, a lot of violence, a lot of like, just a lot of death, a lot of mm-hmm. like heavy, heavy things. And so like the things that may be energetically associated to that person may not be the best uh, kind of things you want to hang out with. Exactly. So this person, like he kind of came up to me, he's like, okay, this person, she looks like this, 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 this. She gave something to you and she is not your friend. She mm. pretends to be your friend. He's talking She's, to you about yeah, this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, in the morning, like having breakfast. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's like, yeah, um, she looks like this, 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 this. She's not your friend. She is envious of you, perhaps uh, over some boy. And my dad is a full-grown adult going to work. He has no time to actually research into, like, what's happening in my life. Yeah. Um, but he kind of, like, imparted the, those words. Because, like, based on the dream, this is what I saw. Yeah. And then I remember later that day, I went to school, talked to, like, my best friend at the time, um, who, who's a dude, and who also understands and sees, like, the spir- understands the spiritual world and all that. He's like, yeah, my dad saw this. This is what happened last night. I'm a little shook. And he's like, whoa. Your dad described this girl to the T. Her name is... I'm not going to say Whatever, her name. Yeah. Her name is X. And... Her cousin's actually involved in some like heavy gang, gang gang related things, and there's no way you would have known that. There's no way your dad would have known that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is pretty crazy that he knows that <laughs> by not even meeting these people. And so, he, my dad is pretty like in tune with getting messages like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a cleansing. We did what we had to do, but it was it was pretty intense and also like a hard lesson to like be wary some people that pose as your friend are not always your friends yeah it was like the weirdest lesson to learn via this via spiritual yeah. well it's like a very good spiritual lesson you know and wow yeah. Oh, so, yeah that was just like incident number one I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what started it all <laughs> yeah oh my so, god yeah yeah actual projection is really cool though it now is. that now that i know what i'm doing or like lucid dreaming I like I like looking at my phone and like seeing where I am in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's I'll be like oh okay, one funny enough a couple of weeks ago I was in Sri Lanka. <laughs> I was like oh, really? I didn't I didn't know exactly where it was and I was like I'm looking around and I'm like this kind of looks like India if I thought it would be and then I look on a map and it's just an island below India. I was like where am I? Or like I'll be I remember this mountain and I went to go visit it and there was a bunch of gorillas on it. And the, this, like, person was showing me, but it was, like, Swiss Alps or something. Oh, wow. It was, like, Swedish. And he's, like, this is Mount Jules. I was, like, I'm Jules. I shit you not, I did research. There's a mountain called Mount... Fuck, it's spelt weirdly, but it's Jules, and it has monkeys on it. Oh, look at that. It was weird. You were so there. I was there. there. I was just That's a little like traveler. <laughs> a little, a little chat. Love dreams. Dreams are such an interesting part. Even, like, if you look at it scientifically, a lot Mm. of people try to categorize it and try to, like, yeah, it's your subconscious. But, like, there's so hard to, unless someone gets a screen in you and, like, tries to project it, like, you only, it's a very personal experience, right? Like, you saw the dream, you felt the feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more important than anything is, like, what were you feeling in the dream? Um, Because I had a dream journal for for a time. 
and I had like really big breakthroughs when it came to like shadow work and like revisiting my dreams like because mm. I wrote them down sometimes you forget like if you move too quickly you're like fuck what was it exactly yeah so uh audio notes like just as soon as you wake up yeah. just be like well I'll just do that yeah because it's hard to like the physical act of writing may make you forget mm-hmm. or it may make you remember depends but if you move too quickly you're like oh no <laughs> you forget I have a theory that alarms were created this is like a conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) alarms are a way of like your iphone alarm when you wake up Mm -hmm. it's like a a beeping alarm that clears your brain of your dreams and you wake up in a hurry and then you just forget everything and you you go about your day i never have an alarm and i always remember my dreams Mm. and like it's funny how like if you're right if i move too quickly i'll like kind of like Mm -hmm. forget i'll go on my phone whatever have a slow morning and then I'll, like, look at something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened last night. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> That's so interesting. The first time I experienced that, like, weird, I don't know if you, I don't know what to call it, out of body, because I was half out of body. Okay. I'm dreaming, right? And I'm walking along steps, but I'm, like, going along with them. Like, I'm just, like, balancing on them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my right foot slips down a step mm-hmm. and all of a sudden in my like my left side of my brain and eyes could see the steps and the yeah. building I was in mm-hmm. and the right side was the darkness of my bedroom my right <laughs> side <laughs> literally right side of my body numb I remember like hitting my leg I couldn't feel my legs and I'm like still like in this weird world and I'm like, what do I That's do? Crazy. That was a, that, that was, was weird. like a major glitch. Major glitch. You're like, am I? <laughs> That's great. That's interesting. I've had I've had something similar, but like where I was still dreaming, but I can see everything mm. in my room, mm-hmm. and I try to move, but everything was like. <laughs> so I've had, but I wasn't like dreaming, dreaming. Like I wasn't in a half world. That's crazy. That's really- What's your typical ritual like? That's a really good question. Um, I think I have a typical ritual. I do a lot of like candle work. Um, Love it. I think, hmm, like I've got the ancestor altar. I don't do spells there. Some that sometimes when I ask, like I need extra, <laughs> extra help. You gotta be prepared because when you ask them, they will deliver. Like in weird ass ways. Yeah, and and it could be exactly what you thought or it could be not what you thought but you have to be very clear mm-hmm. and so like it gives me a lot more respect i'm like okay before i go start asking for things like what do i really want be clear on your on what you want out of your life um pro tip folks. yeah pro tip be very clear <laughs> and i think the more powerful spells were the ones that were for self-development mm. because it but they're not like superficial like i want that bag it's like okay well how is that going to contribute in your life path not at all yeah it's like okay like it's cool to get to gain the confidence on like little things and you get like it's it's like a muscle Mm -hmm. you strengthen it you get used to it you're like okay this you know exactly which what works what doesn't work and it's a lot of trial and error um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah definitely i think my hmm that's really good like I kind of combine a little bit of like the astral timing with um, stuff that is similar to hoodoo, like inspired by hoodoo, like respectfully so, uh, without appropriating um, mm-hmm. like 
What do you mean? Spills. What do you mean by astral time? So, um, by astral time, I mean like what's going on in the planets. Cool. Um, I made this super duper spell. I will never forget because it's kind of the reason why I'm here physically in Vancouver. Mm. Is I wanted change. I wanted um, to step in more in my power. I needed to work on my self confidence. Like people want love. Often they go for love and uh, money because mm-hmm. I do do readings with my oracle cards, and that's like the question people are ever love money, love money, love money. money. People want love. People yeah. want money. Which I get it, but at the root of that is, well, why? Like, why? Let's go deeper. Why do you want love? Mm-hmm. Do you want to feel love? Do you not know how to love yourself? Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe let's work on that first. <laughs> and so, and like, I, I struggled with self-confidence and like believing that I'm capable to, you know, am enough or make choices. So there's a lot of my stuff when I was doing my shadow work was rooted in like, I just need to work on my self-confidence. So, and that's a really hard thing to do. So I did like a month long spell. I had... Uh, carved a symbol into my big big candle that I had in my kitchen and every day I lit it um, up to my birthday which was also my solar return and my Saturn's return work which was and a Saturn return oh my my gosh so it was like intense and also I'm like I'm born around like the solar eclipse who was it no it was the it's close to Litha it was the equinox. The equinox, sorry. Yeah, so yeah it was around the equinox. And so, was it the equinox? 21st. The summer. Yeah, that, yeah. okay. So yeah. it was around that. So it was like the highest peak of like the sun. The sun, yeah. <laughs> and so, and the sun is very much about like, I'm shining bright, I'm here. Yes. I'm like the center of the universe type of thing. So mm-hmm. it was using a lot of that energy along with um, some other things that I did. Like there was, there was also herbs involved. There was... There was a lot of, it, it was a lot of work for myself mm-hmm. and a reminder and putting that into my subconscious, like, hey, we're working on this. This is what's happening. And it wasn't like a one time, leave it to the side. Like, no, no, no. it's, it's a, it's a lifelong thing. I love how and, it's like a big candle to you. Yeah. It's that. a big candle. You can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't miss it. I go to make food. There it is. You I go to breakfast. There it is. Yeah. I go, and it, I, I placed it in the kitchen specifically mm-hmm. um, because all my herbs are there, mm-hmm. but also I, I can't miss it. It's yeah. like a daily thing I have to do. And you see the work that you put in yeah. to gain this confidence for yourself. Mm-hmm. You made this little craft, you know, yeah. <laughs> and be like showing yourself like this is what I'm trying to work on. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so it was, um, it was really important for me to see it mm-hmm. um, and to not just have this pretty candle going, but like what are the steps I'm taking in my daily life to affirm this? Mm-hmm. Because your magic can only support your efforts. Yeah. So, and shout out to the Glamour Witch, homegirl, hopefully she's listening. Uh, she is a also a witch. She does have courses and classes and all that, and um, she shouted me out. Um, we actually are friends now, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, she was like like a spiritual mentor, and you know she's really knowledgeable in what she does and that was some a takeaway that was like your your magic can only affect your efforts mm-hmm. so that, let's say you want a million dollars well is do you have things set up for is your magic you not, it's not going to fall out of the sky like yeah. what are you doing to make this happen if you're holding a three ounce glass you can't ask for six ounces because where's that water going to fit that's a good analogy yeah Yeah. that's exactly like you need to have your life set up to be able to have that that nicole nicole was talking a lot about um abundance and money spells and all that because she loves working with it 
And she's like, how can I get my dream job if I don't apply yet? You can't just ask for these things. You really have to put in the work. So, yeah, I get that. That's funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was also starting to get more and more open with it. So, like, if you come to my home, like, you have to be, one, really freaking special to come into my home. Yeah. To, like, see all this stuff. Because you're... I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be. I'm gonna expose yeah, my shit in my this, home. This is this is what I do. This is what I like, and this yeah. is this is my home. So whoever feels uncomfortable to me is an indication that you probably shouldn't be in my space or in my home if that's uncomfortable to you. I tend to uh, before coming out of the room closet. I think this past 2021, 2020 is when I started to like really like go home and go big. Mm. Uh, with that because I felt like I was literally yeah like because I felt like I was hiding a piece of myself that was very important and it didn't feel good it felt like okay you're hiding like why like mm-hmm. if people are not gonna like it then they're not gonna like it and that doesn't that's not your people that's not your people and also there are tips and tricks like if you do live if you still live at home like for, mm-hmm. like younger kids I've seen like how to have like a secret altar and stuff my dad does magic as well so it's not like I was hiding from him um but my mom did feel a little uncomfortable obviously being raised in a like 99% catholic environment mm-hmm. whereas like oh but like when she understood it uh, understood why I do it and she was like okay now she's cool with it now she asked for help and stuff and I'm like oh, oh, nice. you? yeah I was like before it was a problem but now we're okay with it <laughs> and so um yeah it is it is interesting but I understand if like people being underage and not being able to escape or have their own space, right? Because if you live with your parents and then are at risk of being on the street, then yeah, keep that to your like keep that under the covers until you are Mm -hmm. safe to do so. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, whoever's listening to this, until you're safe to do so, whatever that means to you. Yeah. um, There's so many ways to like hide it because a lot of um, people, especially. in the craft have been good at hiding things um mm. like for centuries mojo are, bags mojo like, bags yeah like, just put it in our bra yeah just like you've talked about your ancestry you've talked about your weird in between dreams yes your oracle card um do you still have that contest the, oh i the thing. haven't even yes the starting okay so i plan on opening up I think till the mid-November, mm-hmm. or maybe till the end of November, the contest. So I want to be able to have like a free crystal, uh, one of free Oracle decks of mine, and then like maybe another product with mm-hmm. like a, a maker. Like it'll be nice to like know someone, or maybe like doing readings, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still in the works, and I'll have okay. the contest basically kind of like a, a giveaway of like all these oh, products, like a little so cool. pack. So yeah, I it's gonna be happening pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to kind of make the post, and then we'll have it have it out. We'll so, get it going. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a lot on your plate, so. Yeah, <laughs> I did this to myself. I <laughs> applaud you. <laughs> yeah, I did this to myself. But yeah. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and opening up about your personal life and. Yeah. Yes, I hope this has been helpful to anyone here, like, listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy this. I like, This is our first time chatting, like, in person. Every mm-hmm. time it's been in passing, like, hey, hey, no. hey, hey. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Um, it's good to get, like, a yeah. history lesson, too. And, like, not only do the listeners get to learn something new, but I get to 
I get to learn something new too and like about the world and about the things that I love. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I hope we get to have more chats like this, like we, either we on or off the podcast. Like I, I love really it. hope so. We must. So, yes. Right. Blessed be. Blessed be. <laughs>